Hi, Black here on day two of Lake Effect Summit and Expo. I'm here with Martin Atkins for Chicago Made and Dynasty Podcast. How are you doing? Great. What a what a great idea. What an awesome. I, I'm in this new phase of really, really liking the city more today than I did yesterday and the day before that. It's just great to see this activity. You know, I like it more when it's here in the city than when we do stuff with the city down in Texas. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to be able to do, you know, kind of what I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's like South by in Chicago. It's really nice to be able to, like, drive here, you know, and park and, and see my neighborhood and not have it be like, okay, I'm in Texas. Right. And Kevin, uh, Kevin Lyman was just saying, Kevin Lyman was just saying, wow, it's bridge day. I don't even know what bridge day is, but it's like we're down, when we're down in Texas, we can give away some T-shirts and talk about the city. When people are here, it's like it's bridge day, motherfucker. Yeah. Go and experience that. Well, you just got done um, hosting a really great session with Kevin Lyman from the Warp Tour, founder of the Warp Tour. How did that go for anyone who wasn't able to be here? Well, it was. It's weird for me because I've known Kevin for a long time, so it's like trying to save energy of meeting up with him early in the day and leaving leaving that energy on the stage rather than having a fantastic conversation in the green room without right. sounding like an asshole. Um, having a great conversation in, in the green room. and uh, But I think we got through... Kevin wanted to talk about advice for artists, and that's great, and so do I. But I wanted to spend a half an hour talking about Kevin, because he's doing... You know, I didn't know until we were on stage, he's involved in a new bamboo recyclable toothbrush, right? And then, so then he tells you that there's this many thousands of millions of plastic toothbrushes sticking in the earth that won't recycle. And you, you see this other side of Kevin, that he knows his stuff, he digs deep and he carries that information with him. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really incredible. And something that he's involved with now that he has going on is the Entertainment Institute. And I think that that's notable because it's really bringing education into the music and kind of arts community where it lives. And that's something you're no stranger to. Right. It's, it's, it's awesome to see that. So I see like uh, Damon, who's one of the, uh, he's one of the managers on the Warp Tour. He just did an hour-long session, I think, today and yesterday. So the, the use of technology with the Entertainment Institute is awesome. Yeah. So, you know, let's look at what you're doing with SAE. How's that going? How's that moving forward? Because you're the music, you're the chair of the music department, correct? Is that the right title? Yeah. Um, I thought a year before I started there, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll get this whole curriculum whipped into shape before I start. And once again, just like my love affair with Chicago, my love affair with curriculum, I, I woke up earlier this week thinking, oh my goodness, we're just about ready for version 3.0. More hands-on, more scope for the students to do real-world activities. They're putting EDM DJs on a CTA train in a few weeks' time. Um, more people coming in and visiting the classes and um, starting to transplant exciting elements from the fourth semester into the first semester. So it's like now we're mixing up this blend that we have in new and interesting ways and challenging the students, maybe before they're prepared to be challenged in some ways, maybe not for others. And uh, it's just cool. It's just very cool. Well, you know... What are some of the projects, I know you mentioned putting the DJs on a train, but what are some of the other projects that you guys are doing? Because I know it's a very hands-on 
uh, environment and curriculum. Right. So we put 27 artists at Reggie's on the south side on a Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. had 456 people show up. Um, Also tracked them through emails and electronic registration. Um, We have a project with Nimbit, the, the distribution platform, where students get a real song and they promote it on Nimbit. And joyfully this last week, one of my students, two of them came in and they baked inside out deep fried strawberry cheesecake balls. And it's just just the same thing that Kevin was talking about. Never mind social media, F social media, do something in the real world and then use social media to amplify and tell that story. And so that's what they did. If, you, if you're saying, please download my track, nobody cares. Do people care about your deep fried inside out strawberry cheesecake balls? Yes, they do. And once people had taken them, then they asked them. So it was no strings attached. And then they asked them, hey, would you download this track? They got 100 downloads in an hour. The team that didn't do the cheesecake balls got five. And that's the lesson. It's, you know, so the shared knowledge of the school starts to go up. You know, um, it's, it's kind of awesome. Well, I mean, education is the new punk rock. That's something you've been talking about for a long time now, and it's on a T-shirt, and it's like, I feel like that movement is really spreading. I mean, it's something that's inspired me a lot. Like, I'm, I'm new to teaching, especially compared to so many people who have been doing it. I'm teaching at Columbia College. And, and I have gained so much inspiration from what you're doing. And I'm not just telling you this because I'm telling you this, but how have you seen that kind of ethos spread? Well, it's just this idea that I, I, it's just like punk rock. What, you know, here's a chord, here's another, here's another starter band. And that was frightening to those of us who'd spent years practicing every day to be technically proficient. And I think you get caught up as a musician, a technically proficient musician, or as a master's degree teacher, thinking that things should be a certain way because that's how you learned or whatever. And it turns out, here's a chord, here's another, here's another now starter band, works great for teaching too. If you've got passion about something, you bring, and I, I look at your Facebook posts like, oh, look, I just did this class. I'm like, what a great fucking class that would be. And sometimes, you know, I, when I see it, I tell you, you bring a passion to stuff. That's the missing ingredient of teaching. People can teach the right things in the wrong way, the right things in the right way, or the wrong things with the right, the right attitude. You mix it all up. And, you, and I treat my classes and curriculum like it's a set list. You know, people don't want to wait all night for the hit right you got to give them the, a version of the hit or something song number three or song number one or you know you've got to treat um treat the students uh, as consumers and customers because they are you know and i think old traditional education can treat students as like lazy assholes well there's this view you know i i see this all the time i hear this from people um, just, just ever, anywhere, not not in one specific place, but so many people have this view of, of millennials or like whatever you want to call this generation that they're lazy, that they're entitled. And what I see when I treat them like like competent, you know, ambitious adults is that they want to do things. Like, do you see that that is a very? You know, I, I guess, what's your view on that view of of students? Well, but yeah, but they're also assholes. I mean, they are. There's an assholiness, right? That that is not earned. Right, but 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 arrived at through thinking and whatever. But I agree with you. If you if you treat someone um, uh, as an equal or just as a person on this planet, and not as a lazy asshole, 
you'll be surprised. And it, it took me a while to get to that point. And any time that I've thought, well, this student is just a lazy blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe I'll say, okay, do a five-page essay why you don't want to be on Facebook. And I'll be slapped in the face by a ten-page, well-thought-out, well-worded, amazing, time-consuming document as to why they have this opinion. And it's like, wow, I'm the asshole. I'm the lazy asshole for not taking the time to see where they're coming from. And um, so... And I, I see, I just think that the, the only problem is finding something that a student can latch onto, explore, and uh, succeed in that exploration. And once that has happened, you can apply that model to anything that they're having difficulty with. You know, and that's it. So it becomes our job as teachers to find this the spark. And fantastically, that's our job as as entertainers. To find the same spot. I feel like it's a very similar space. When I prepare a lesson plan, you know, that's essentially like a three-hour non-comedy stand-up set. You know, you gotta you gotta create this whole idea of what you're doing. At least at least me, I can't just show up and be like, oh, we'll just wing it. Right. I agree with that. Except it's not non-comedy. Comedy is a weapon. If you get people to laugh, their brains are open for like a minute and a half. You can throw some other shit in there. You know. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, if people are laughing, they're engaged and they're awake, you know. Um, so, uh, it, 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 you, if you once you start to look at the class in a certain way, not in a disrespectful way, but how can what can I do that will be interesting? So I have a lecture on China, copyright in China, and halfway through, it's like let's have a look at Chinese culture through their candy, you know. Absolutely. And it's like who doesn't want Chinese candy? You know, and I have some very they have nice thirty Kit Kats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so there's some horrifying kind of cross between lime and soap Chinese candy, which becomes a dare. You know, so but it's a great break in the middle of class to examine the packaging and the taste of the stuff. Once you start to find these reasons to ignite, give people a break, give them some sugar, whatever. Sure. You know, it, it's it, it gets easier. It gets easier. Now, something else you have in the works, and I know you always have a lot in the works, but something else you have in the works is the Band Smart book that's been in oh, the works for yeah. some time. Do you even want to talk about that? I no, was just going to ask. I'm happy to talk about it. It's, I want to say it's a couple of weeks away. Wow. I've got a couple of little rewrites to do. Um, the layout has almost killed me. Um, we're probably over three times the budget that I kick-started. But when I see a book that has no layout, I understand why I want to have a ridiculous ADD layout. Because if it helps people get through the information, then we all win. Well, and you know what? I'll say this, and again, I'm not just saying this because you're in front of me. I go to so many different creative offices, different music people, like, you know, people's houses. I see Tour Smart on so many bookshelves. I see this, and it's it, you can't miss it. It's this huge tome. It's orange and black. It's you can't miss it when it's there. And that got to so many people. And there's got to be something that's really just an amazing feeling about having this this physical piece of content when no one values physical that so many people want. Right. It's a, it's a lesson. We're like, you know, yeah, nobody values physical. So if you're going to do physical, it has to be totally awesome. Otherwise, what's the point? If it can exist as a Kindle, then 
then why would it exist as physical? So, sure. so it, it got it, it gets kind of interesting. And yes, somebody brought a copy today um, that she bought accidentally. <laughs> she was trying to find Welcome to the Music Business and ordered Tour Smart, and I gave her a copy of Welcome to the Music Business. So yeah, it it, it feels pretty cool for sure. Um, Martin Adkins, author, teacher, educator, punk rocker, and so much more. It's always honestly like such a great pleasure and honor to talk to you at these kind of things. I'm glad we're able to do it here in Chicago, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Simon.